Hello and welcome to Assured by Grace. I'm your host, Danny Woodward. And again, I'm joined by my co-host, Pastor Phil Congdon. Hi. Phil, we've got an interesting uh, show for today. I think uh, kind of stepping back and, and getting back to to the roots of the show, mm. you know, understanding the gospel message and how we can have assurance from the moment we believe. Uh, yeah. Phil, we've got a, a little bit of a, a video that we're going to kind of look at today. Can you maybe give us a, a, a little background on on who we're looking at and, and maybe why we're looking at that? Yeah, this is a video that, uh, uh, I, I don't know, it's been making the rounds uh, somewhat recently. I don't know if this is, uh, if it's a rehash. It may have been from uh, years ago, for all I know. I don't really know. But many uh, Christians will be familiar with the name Ray Comfort. Uh, His Living Waters is, I think, the name of his ministry. And Ray uh, has a real passion for reaching uh, unsaved people, really confronting them straight up with the gospel. And I enjoy doing this. Uh, I enjoy talking with people about uh, their relationship with God. Ray has a real gift for doing this. But we're going to be talking today about a, a video that he he uh, has put out with his ministry that uh, it deals with, um, at the beginning anyway, the comedian Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey is, I don't know everything he's been in. So I just remember he used to be the host of uh, a Family Feud. That's right. And yeah. so a lot of people remember that. And Ray Harvey, uh, Steve Harvey, I'm sorry, uh, has a, uh, he's a comedian. He does stand-up comedy. And on the video that was produced, Steve Harvey uh, is talking about him being a, a, a Christian. And he's no theologian. You know, he's, he's just talking about, oh, you know, things that he struggles with and things that Christian do. And it's funny. It really is. It's funny. But Ray Comfort takes issue with this. And and then as, as his video goes on, what he does is he shows himself witnessing to a couple of people. And so we have a, a glimpse of his gospel presentation too. Uh, but if we, if we come back to where we're at, the the issue here is, can a Christian have assurance that they are a Christian? Can a Christian know they will go to heaven when they die? Can a Christian know that they are part of God's family? And if so, how do they know that? And you know, the problem is, is that there are a lot of Christians who live constantly with the question, am I saved or am I not saved? Yeah. And to that end, Phil, you know, one of the, I guess, the storylines of, of this little video that we're going to look at is is basically having to do with with how the the struggles of sin undermine a believer's assurance yeah and the reason that it undermines that assurance is because so many pastors <laughs> that are in our pulpits today echo the sentiment that if a person has sin in their life 
that means they're yeah. not saved. Yeah. So how can we balance yeah. that and, and really dive into this with, you know, being charitable to Mr. Ray Comfort, but at the same time, helping yeah. to see where, where yeah, it's a, it's a devastating message. Uh, and, and, and that message really is, you know, when you have somebody who has the platform that a Ray Comfort has, you would want them to be very clear on what the gospel is and very, very clear on what a person must do in order to become a child of God, to be saved. And unfortunately, that's, that's where this is unclear. Well, let's take a look uh, yeah. at that first step. Well, let me, yeah, we... let me just set this up, okay. you know, and at the beginning of the, the video, I mean, it, uh, the Ray Comfort, it's uh, put out with his ministry again. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's called Living Waters. But at the beginning, uh, uh, you know, the, the hook here is, uh, you know, it's uh, something about the, the amazing thing that Steve Harvey says about being a Christian or something. Well, Steve Harvey is talking about he has a problem with cussing. And he says, you know, he's a Christian, but he has a problem with cussing. And as a result of, of this, you know, he, he's just said, man, you know, I, I don't even have, you know, I don't know what to say sometimes. <laughs> and uh, no sooner has he gotten to that point in his comedy routine than Ray Comfort interjects this. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, all things are become new. When I was born for the first time, it was radical. I didn't exist, and then I did. And it was just as radical when I became a Christian. And this is the experience of every person who comes to Christ. God gives them a new heart with new desires. This isn't just turning over a new leaf. This is a whole new tree. It's truly being born again. Old things are passed away. And if you can't stop cussing, fornicating, blaspheming, stealing, lying, then you're not a new creature. Mm. Okay, now, now let's dissect this real, real carefully. First of all, he quotes 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new cre creature. Old things are passed away. New things have come. His interpretation of that is that if you are still struggling or having an issue with some sin that you had an issue with before, the context is Steve Harvey mm -hmm. saying that he has a problem with cussing and says, if you have a problem with cussing, you're not a new creature. And new doesn't creature. He, he, he mentions that you have a new heart. And then I guess in my mind, the jump that he makes is that because you have that new heart, you don't do this anymore. Yeah. Is that kind of the implication? Yeah, the, yeah it's, it, it seems to me like what he, he confuses here is our position. That is, am I a child of God with my condition? Uh -huh. Am I walking in fellowship with the Lord? And this begs a question. This begs a huge question. Is, is it possible for a Christian to sin? Well, I, I think that everybody would say, of course it is. Mm -hmm. In fact, we are told in Scripture that if somebody says they don't have sin, they're a liar. 
uh, and that we are supposed to confess our sins. And if we do confess our sins, that that fellowship is restored, that that is something that we do. And I think daily, Christians, when we become aware of issues in our lives, we should repent. We should go immediately to, to God and say, Lord, uh, I, I realize that I have sinned against you, and it could be that I lashed out in anger, or I had lustful thoughts, or I was prideful, or arrogant, or or greedy, or or anything. You know, I, I'm not trying to confess my sins to you here, but <laughs> right. when you do those things, what do you do? You go to the Lord. And But what he said was, if you're still doing those things, you're not a Christian. And and just as a sidebar here, Phil, because it's something that I, I struggled with a lot growing up is what is true confession? Because it's not it's not beating yourself up mm-hmm. over what you did so that you yeah. feel better because you you serve some sort of of you know punishment. Yeah. It, it's just admitting to God that you agree with him, right? Yeah. If we confess our sins, that lit that would a good paraphrase of that would be agreeing with God yeah. that this is a sin. I think our our propensity, we, we want to justify ourselves. We want to say, right. well, I, I, you know, yeah, that was wrong, but, and then we explain why it's okay. We're kind of like God is a, a, a cosmic police officer and he stopped us for speeding and we're explaining that, but we're, I'm on the way to the hospital and my wife is pregnant and, and I've got to get there or whatever. That's not what confession is confession is agreeing with God. Yes, what I did was wrong, and there's no justification in it. Um, it's not me trying to talk God into thinking that I was okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the the issue here that Ray Comfort opened up here was that, and he wasn't even implying this, is that. If you're still struggling with sin, then you're not a new creature. And that is simply false. That is observably false. The whole New Testament. Paul, near the end of his life, writing Timothy, says that it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he said this, of whom I am the foremost of all. Mm. Now, Paul understood his own struggle with sin. He wrote about it in Romans 7. He said, the things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't, I do. Who will deliver me? And then he said, God is the only one who can deliver me from this. But this idea that I'm not going to struggle has no basis. In fact, we are told that we're going to struggle. It's called the battle with Satan. Ephesians 6, we all wrestle against principalities and powers, the rulers in the heavenly places, and therefore we're to put on the full armor of God so that we can withstand this onslaught that Satan is going to bring against us. And every Christian 
knows that there are times when we're going to be struggling. Yes. It could be depression. It, it could be doubts. Uh, does God really love me? Uh, it could be some temptation or trial that you're going through. But the first thing that we needed to flesh out here is that the presence of sin, you becoming aware of sin in your life, does not mean that you are not a new creation. You being a new creation, and we we can't go into this, you know, in the exegesis of this passage, but what Paul is saying is that when a person believes in Christ, when they become a Christian, mm -hmm. they are a new creation. They have been declared righteous. They are now a child of God. That doesn't mean that you're immediately transported to heaven. You're still here on earth. You're still going to be living this life, and there's still going to be a battle. But you have been transferred. Your citizenship now is in heaven above. So anyway, that's the first clip, uh, and and it gets a little bit worse. It starts getting a little rocky from here. Let's let's go ahead and look at clip two. Once you've seen your sin in its true light, then the cross becomes an expression of God's love for you, and gratitude explodes, and gratitude is the prime motivating high-octane fuel that drives the car. And if you haven't been truly born again, if you had a false conversion, you've never seen your sin, never understood the cross, you'll lack that high-octane fuel of gratitude, and you'll have to push the car. Hmm. Now, this, you know, partway through this, I, I was saying hallelujah. Right. You know, because it is really true, you know, that because of what Jesus did on the cross, my sin has been paid for. Therefore, I'm a new creation. And that's gratitude. Now, gratitude says, I, I say, thank you, Lord. This is my thank you life yes. to you. But then he chucked it all in the bin. Because he said, if you've had a false conversion, well, what is that? Yeah, that is, where in the Bible is that? Yeah, what is, a, what is a false conversion if you've never really understood your sin? Well, how much do I need to understand? How much theology do I need to believe in Jesus? How in, hard do you need to believe? How yeah. hard do you need to trust? And, and what all this did, is it created a, a just all of a sudden, a, wait a minute, uh, how can I live a thank you life if I don't even know if I have that life? Mm -hmm. You know, I was five years old when I trusted Jesus as my Savior. My mother led me to believe in Jesus, and she explained to me that I was a sinner now, I didn't understand a lot about sin. The sins that I had committed then were probably pretty silly things, you know, that, uh, you know, I had maybe said a lie to my parents or something. Uh, I, my mother never even asked me, what are your sins? Mm -hmm. You know, list them for me. She just said, we're all sinners, and Jesus died for our sins to pay for our sins. and. You know, it was as clear to me as it could be to a five-year-old 
yeah, that Jesus paid for my sins and I was going to believe in him. I, 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 you know, similar story, Phil. I was about the same age and was at a sermon and the, the preacher that was preaching was, he, he didn't have to talk about the sin. He was talking about the consequence of sin. Yeah. I got it just by hearing the consequence. Yeah. I knew I was a little sinner. And I think most people know that too. Yeah, the, at the end of that clip, did you notice how, you know, he had this, this guy, you know, you're going to have to push the car. It's going to be hard work mm-hmm. on your own. You know, I remember Howard Hendricks, my uh, a beloved professor of mine at, at uh, Dallas Seminary years ago. One of his famous quotes was, he, he would say, the, the Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't live it without the Holy Spirit. And you know what? There is a battle. It's a hard life. It is going to be a struggle. There are going to be times when doubts or fears are going to come in to your life. But those are the times that you rest on the fact that Jesus died for your sin, rose from the dead. He's coming again. I believe in Jesus. You don't rest on how well am I behaving or how much am I obeying or how good am I being? If you focus on that, you're going to constantly come back to a doubt. And that doubt will be, am I really saved or am I not? Fact is, Satan tempts Christians. Uh, I've been a pastor for almost 40 years. And... uh <laughs> Being a pastor is a unique position because you get to see the best and the worst of of God's children. And you do not put your trust in a church. You don't put your trust in God's people. They'll always disappoint you. Churches will always falter. We're all in this same earthly plane and this struggle. There's only one place to put your trust, and that is in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He died for your sin. He rose from the dead. Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. So, yeah, I just I, I was really disappointed um, uh, here, and, uh, and and we have one more. Let's let's show one more clip. Just watch this, and this is uh, uh, where where he kind of lands the plane. If you haven't been, you know if you haven't really come all the way. Go ahead. And if you haven't been truly born again, you're still in your sins and you'll still be left with that feeling of guilt. And you'll think that the standard of Christianity is unattainable and that will just add to your guilt. Truly born again. Yeah, you know, the thing is, okay, to me, this is a very confusing thing. You know, and... So he's saying if any Christian, you know, if if you're not truly born again, okay, am I truly born again or not, then you're going to have guilt. Well, guess what? Everyone will have guilt unless you're perfect. And if, I, I don't know, if Ray Comfort is is perfect, then that's great. He'll have no guilt. But if Ray Comfort is a sinner still, then Ray Comfort is going to have guilt. 
And that guilt doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. That guilt, what it's saying is, hey, you've gotten away from from the Lord. Um, There's some area of your life that the Holy Spirit wants to awaken in you. And so this is actually a gift. It's like him showing you. In the same way, like I, I had a few years ago, I had a bad gallbladder and I had terrible pain. If I didn't have that pain, I would have never gone to the doctor and found out that I had gallstones and I needed to have my gallbladder taken out. And if I hadn't found that out, it would have become liver damage. And if that had happened, I wouldn't be here today. So, hey, pain can be good. Guilt is a good thing if it drives us to repentance and to come back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Again, you know, the, I think uh, that Ray Comfort is he's wanting to expose the issue of sin, and he really does do that. I think well, you know, he exposes that we're sinners, and uh, you know, we have a clip um, here. It's going to be about. Uh, Ray Comfort sharing the gospel. And actually, it's really pretty good. But in between here, let me just explain what what Ray Comfort does is he goes out on the, uh, looks like a beach or somewhere near on the public. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. I think it's done Southern California or something. And so he starts witnessing. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, they're filming all of this. And he's talking to uh, a young woman and a young man. Uh, had their two different interviews, and they're edited together. But what he does, uh, you know, he kind of exposes that, you know, people are sinners. Right. He did that really well. He did, yeah. Uh, and uh, so in in the end, you know, uh, a person who is unsaved, they haven't believed in Jesus, and you know, maybe they hardly even knew about them. Uh, you know, they understand that they are a sinner, and that God is a holy God, and they are separated from God. And uh, and then he presented the gospel. And can we Very just play that that clip of uh, where he presents the gospel? This is awesome. Have you heard of Jesus dying on the cross? Yeah. Do you know why he died? I'm sorry, <laughs> for our sins. For our sins. Right. So simple as this, we broke God's law, Jesus paid the fine. That's what happened on the cross. That's why he said, it is finished just before he died. Annabelle, if you're in court, if you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge can let you go if somebody else pays the fines. He can say, these fines are serious, but someone's paid them, you're out of here. Even though you're guilty, you walk because someone paid your fine. And you can do that which is legal and right and just. You can have a right standing with the courts because someone paid your fine. And you can have righteousness in the eyes of God all because of what Jesus did on the cross, taking our punishment, rising on the third day, defeating death. So when you become a Christian, God clothes you in righteousness, not because you're good, but because God is good and kind and rich in mercy. He can take death off you legally, make you right in His eyes, and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. And boy, it, well, it's beautifully said. I know it is. It, it is. It's beautiful. We want 
everybody to know that is the good news. The good news is that though we are sinners, uh, Jesus paid the price. Yeah. And even the way he, he uses the metaphor of the courtroom declaring us righteous, yeah. not making us righteous. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that that's a that's a very good point. Uh, I think that yeah, some some of our listeners that may sound like a very minor issue, but that's a huge issue. Uh, you might just talk about that for a minute. The difference between being made righteous and being declared righteous. Yeah. So so when you're declared righteous, like he said, like in a court of law, God looks at you and. It doesn't mean that you are without sin, that that you're, you know, somehow in a glorified state. It means that the way you are right now, just as you are, you you are called righteous because mm. of that belief, because of what Jesus has done. And so you can you can be a sinner who who clings to Jesus and that sin may still be in your life. You're struggling with it. Yeah. But you're declared righteous when when your when your last minute on earth has passed and you're with God, you're with God for eternity. That's what declared righteous means. Yeah. Being made righteous, that means you're slowly becoming more perfect yeah. over time. And man, that's 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 not that's biblical, right? It's, well, as as in, far as yeah, for, the, for the eternal, yeah, our eternal life. Romans 4, 4, and 5 says, and I'll paraphrase here, to the one who works, you get what you deserve. Everybody knows this. If you work uh, and at the end of the week, the boss hands you a check, you don't say, you're giving me money? That's your money. You earned it. And the wages of sin is death. That's what scripture says. But Romans 4, 5 says this, to the one who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, to him it is credited as righteousness. That's a banking term. What that means is that it, it's like it, it's yours now. You've been given this righteousness with God. And if I went back to 2 Corinthians 5.17, where Ray Comfort had started, and it says we are a new creation, that's the honest truth. That new creation has been given to us. I am now a new creation. Does that mean I don't ever struggle with sin anymore? No, it means though I am a new creation for eternity. I've received the free gift of eternal life. And uh, this presentation of the gospel, you know, he, he it was just wonderful. Yeah. And then kind of he punted it. <laughs> Let's go to the next. Uh, this, uh, this is a, Yeah, this is a... Another uh, sort of added on to this. If you will repent today and trust in Christ, this will be the biggest moment of your life because it will determine your eternity, whether you go to heaven or go to hell. So I want you to consider what we've talked about it with that sense of sobriety. And if you'll simply repent of your sins, that is you confess and forsake them. You don't say I'm a Christian, but you fornicate and lie and steal and blaspheme. That's playing the hypocrite. Just deceiving yourself. So your repentance must be entire and genuine and sincere. That statement, we just need to parse it a little bit. He talks about repentance. And repentance is being sorry for our sin. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 
in the the word metanoel in the Greek. Uh, it uh, comes from the Hebrew word shuv to turn. This is the idea of, uh, of of recognizing our sin and turning away from it, being sad about our sin. This is a good thing. Repentance is a good thing, but if we attach it to believing in Jesus, it quickly eclipses believing. How, how does it do that? Well, it does that because then if we want to know whether or not we're saved, he ended up by saying "You, your repentance needs to be entire and genuine and mm-hmm. sincere. Okay, what does entire repentance mean? Do I ever sin again? If I am entirely repentant of sin, do I still do that? And he at least implies there that if you're still lying and cheating and whatever, then you're just plain, uh, I think he said, what did he say, that you were being insincere mm-hmm. or, or something, that you, you're you not really a Christian. But those things do happen. So there's a question that's begged here. Can I sin one time and still be a Christian? What if I commit that same sin two times? Uh, am I still a Christian? And you can keep playing that game. What about three times? And you notice that at this point, entire, uh, sincere, authentic, genuine, all those words, they're all qualitative words. Uh, am I really a Christian? And there are questions. And that's going to that's gonna come up constantly. Um, and, and in fact, it's interesting that even, even Ray Comfort, uh, in this interview, he kind of slipped up. Uh, he's talking with this young man about comparative religions, and listen to what he says. If you study all the great religions like Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, they're what's called works righteousness religions. They think they can get right with God by doing things, fasting, doing good works, repentance. And the Bible says you cannot bribe God to forgive sins. It all comes by His mercy, by His amazing grace. Okay, uh, this is really fascinating. Because he even seems to admit here that all of the other religions, yeah, they're by their works, you know, you have to have repentance, you have to do these things. But that's exactly what Ray Comfort is saying. If you are truly a believer in Jesus Christ, you will do all these things. So it's repentance, turning from your sin, and if you don't do that, uh, then you're you know, you're not a, tr- a true believer. Well, and but at the end, he uses the word grace, doesn't he? Because yeah. the, the whole metaphor or the, the, the whole story here is is kind of what I think a story I've heard about C.S. Lewis. He's kind of rehashing that when C.S. Lewis walked into the room with mm-hmm. a bunch of, of uh, scholars and they said, what makes Christianity different from all of the rest of the religions? And he said, well, that's easy. It's grace. Yeah, and it is. The thing is, is that grace and works don't go together. Mm-hmm. You can't receive something by grace and works. 
if it's by grace, it's by grace, not works. If it's by works, it's by works. It's not of grace. So when and, you tack that on, it ruins grace. Yeah. That it, uh, yeah, it's like kryptonite. Um, and so to, to say that absolutely that I could look at somebody and, oh, that person is committing sins. They're a hypocrite. They're not saved. I can't say that. I can say that a person who is a professing Christian may be out of fellowship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But for Ray Comfort to be telling people they are or aren't saved based on their works, that's really hypocrisy because Ray Comfort sins too. That's that's the issue here. It should be by his amazing grace. And you know, the amazing grace thing is, is that it removes the issue of sin. God's grace paid the price for sin. By faith, I receive that grace that God gave, the free gift of eternal life. It isn't based on my ability or my success at turning from sin. It's based on his free gift. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Anyway, we have one more clip here. Um, let's uh, let's just... Well, oh, Phil, before you do it, let's kind of set this up because he's talking to these people and this, this young woman, she... Uh, she ends up trusting in Christ based on that that well, it's uh, interesting. gospel message that he gave, right? Well, I, that you know, I, you you tell me. <laughs> uh, now, first of all, in this clip, he's going to be praying. She is uh, going to be praying with him, okay. uh, but she never says anything, and there isn't ever an expression. She doesn't ever say, for example. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. What she recognizes very well is that she is a sinner, and she realizes that Jesus did die on the cross. He suffered and died, uh, and that he rose from the dead. So I, if you ask me, I think she believes. Sure. I think she believes. But this is an interesting prayer that he prays. And if, as we listen to this, does this prayer indicate assurance that mm-hmm. she is a child of God? Father, I pray for Annabelle. Thank you for her honesty today, and I thank you for your grace and mercy. Please grant her repentance, the acknowledging of the truth. May today she find a place of genuine sorrow, genuine contrition, and may that sorrow for her sins work repentance in her life. And May today she understand how much you loved her and that Jesus suffered and died for us while we're yet sinners. And today may she truly be born again and come to know you whom to know as life eternal because of your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I, I think I counted four or five at least times where he says, may she, mm-hmm. may she today, may she today. May she be born again. May she truly repent. May she uh, be truly sorrowful. Uh, 
Uh, and I, I just wonder where the thank you is. Yeah. That's what, that's what I miss there because I've led people to the Lord and the, the prayer that you give is Lord, thank you that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. We believe in Jesus. We, I'm trusting Jesus as my savior right now. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. But there was no thank you there. It was all may we or may she. Um, and, you know, Phil, what, what struck me was right before this clip started, he asked her, are, are you willing to, to trust in Jesus? Yeah. And she said, yes. And he said, OK, let me pray for you. And so she's already said, yes, I'm willing to trust in Jesus. She's a believer. <laughs> and yet in this prayer, the may she's, it's almost like he's doubting that and he's having to prove it through all these yeah. things. And he's just. You know, he wants to make sure that she's truly repentant yeah. because if she's not, she didn't really believe yeah. hard enough. Or well, yeah, the, that's and the, the sad part the, of it. To the, me. the difficult thing here is that we don't know the rest of the story. We don't. This girl's uh, yeah. on the boardwalk on a beach somewhere in Southern California or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to her. Uh, she's very contrite. She is very aware of her sin. She's aware that Jesus died on the cross for her sin. He says this prayer, he gives her a gospel of John, he gives her a copy of his book, uh, and then that's it's over. Well, I'm a pastor, and so I, I always think, okay, what's going to happen next? Well, a week from now, she's going to slip up, or something's going to happen. And Satan is going to come around, and he's going to start whispering in her, well you didn't really do anything or you don't really uh, you don't really love the Lord enough or you didn't repent of all your sin because, you know, you you didn't tell him about this or here's another area where you're not living a good life. When those things happen, unfortunately, I think Annabelle is going to start down a path that millions and millions of Christians going on, and that is a life of doubt. Mm. Am I really saved or am I not? And if you would just go back to what Ray Comfort had said when he said, it's all by his amazing grace, then you get rid of those works. Yeah, you do. Uh, And unfortunately, that's that's the issue here. We're, we're all about assured by grace, because if you are assured by grace, then you're going to have thanks to God for what he's done for you. That'll mean that you'll be sorrowful when you sin. When you become aware of your sin, you're going to grieve. You're going to hate it. You're going to want to turn from it. But if you're constantly saying, I wonder if I'm really saved or not because of my sin, you're not going to have assurance. Yeah. And, and I don't think you're going to, you're not going to have that same desire either. I think it'll wear thin after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that are listening to this may have, have backgrounds where you were in a church or uh, uh, some religion where it was all about works and, and and performing and doing the right thing. And if you did that, uh, if you did everything you could, then you would be saved. 
we've had here at New Braunfels Bible Church a wonderful uh, singing group. I wish every church could have them there called Adam's Road. Yeah. And uh, this is a group of young people um, who were all uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They were Mormons. And they were good Mormons. They were hardworking. Going, they had gone on mission, uh, two-year missions, uh, and uh, really pursuing God. And they came to faith in Jesus Christ. They know they are children now of God. They are born again. They are Christians. But they are that because of what Jesus did for them on the cross. And in fact, the motto of their ministry is Jesus is enough. Because in their teaching in Mormonism, they had been taught that, you know, faith in Jesus saves you when you have done all that you can. And how many other religions are like that? Um, they they believe in Jesus and yeah. How many sects of Christianity are like? That? Yeah, and so I I just uh, as we we we're here not to to um, to uh, say that Ray Comfort is an evil person. No, we're just saying we're just really sad, really sad that here was an opportunity to give assurance by grace, and instead. What we're left with at the end of this is a lot of questions and a lot of Christians who will doubt whether they're saved. And we want to encourage anybody that's listening, you know, if, if you're struggling with that, don't just just take take your salvation that that Christ gave you with his death on the cross as assurance enough for eternal life, your, your trust, your belief, your faith in him. And if you're out there witnessing to people, give them assurance. Help them understand that by putting their trust in Jesus, they can have assurance for salvation. Hey Amen. I couldn't couldn't say that any better. Uh, if you have any questions, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, have us uh, look at any more videos, or you have some issues that you think we really ought to address. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure and reach out to us. And we'd love to hear from them. Absolutely. Thank you.